I want to acknowledge the presence of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, who many said the omnipotent, who many present God, Jehovah Hashadai Elohim, Makadesh Rohi Rafael, Nisi Shalom Jealousy. We want to acknowledge Him. He's a God, our Penesar. He will never leave us or forsake us. He's our provider. He's our holiness. He's our righteousness. He's the sustainer and the giver of life. If we are among the living this morning, it's by His grace and mercy. We acknowledge Him as a Lord and a King in this place. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Because we want to acknowledge the settlement of the house, our Papa, Reverend, Senior Apostle Adjino Donko and Mama Mary. Hallelujah. We also want to recognize that you have made it to church this morning. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's appreciate the set man of God again. He has done a good job. And all that I'm going to do this morning is to cut and paste. Hallelujah. Senior permission to cut and paste. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What is our prophetic thing for the man's godly life? And what is godly life? Hallelujah. Godly life. What is godly life? Praise the Lord. Now, I decided to Google it out and to find out the meaning of godly life. And I want to share the same with you this morning. Praise the Lord. Now, it say, when we say somebody is godly, it means a person who is deeply religious and shows obedience to the rules of his or her religion. The person is deeply religious. Understand the definition where I'm picking it from. And the person shows obedience to the rules of his or her religion. It also means to be devout, holy, or righteous. Praise the Lord. So if we are talking about godly life, in effect we are talking about a child of God who goes by the rules of engagement as far as the Bible is concerned. Praise the Lord. A child of God who goes by the rules of engagement as far as the Bible is concerned. Praise the Lord. And it also means to be righteous and also to be holy. So we are talking of godly life, we are talking of a righteous life as well as what? A holy life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, Senior made a, a critical statement, which I want to recall. It's a very clear, he made a critical statement. A godliness or godly lives involves thinking scripturally, acting scripturally, and believing, total being, everything has to be with the scripture. 
So we are thinking scripturally, we are speaking scripturally, and we are acting scripturally. That is godliness. Whether somebody is there or not, before I act or before I take a position or do something, first I must think scripturally. Hallelujah. I must think within the context of the word of God. When I think in the context of the word of God, then I must speak within the context of the word of God. Praise the Lord. I will not only speak with the context of the word of God, I must also act within the context of the word of God. Praise the Lord. Somebody asked me last week, he said, Osofo, the way things are going, do you think we have any hope? <laughs> A senior asked me, how do you see the economy? You can do the analysis and what do you have seen the figures and what have you they are saying? What do you think? And as a person, were you born before 1977? The person said yes. So you saw 1977? He said yes. You went to 1983? He said yes. But we are going through the current situation. He said yes. The God who saw us in 1977, <laughs> he sustained us in 1983. The same God will see us through. So when people are giving up, they don't want to think within the context of the scripture. Jesus yesterday, today, and forevermore. If he saw me through yesterday, he will see me through today, and he will see me through tomorrow. Hallelujah. So I am speaking in consistency with the scriptures. I will not skip the scripture and act differently. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Godliness is a character recognized by God that indeed we are his representative on the surface of the earth. It's a character. Because there's an act aspect to it. You're not only thinking, you're also acting and speaking. That constitutes a character. Hallelujah. So it's a character approved and accepted by God that we are truly his representative on the surface of the earth. Praise the Lord. So, for example, you take an American ambassador in Ghana. His life, what he does, must be consistent with the rules and engagement of the country that sent him here. Because when we go to the embassy of America, though they are on the land of Ghana, but if you enter there, you enter America. Are we okay? So if we are truly representative of God, the heavenly life above must be reflected in our life here on the earth. Praise the Lord. Now, God in life is also a barometer to measure our preparedness to spend eternity with the master Jesus Christ. <laughs> if it's a heavenly life, then it's also a barometer, a tool to measure something. To show our preparedness 
to spend eternity with the master Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The way you are looking at me, we just started. I say I'm going to do a lot of copy and paste. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Godly life is also a life in the company of angels. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. If you live a godly life, you are living in the company of angels. Let's go. Psalm 34 verse 7. Or before we come there, let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 6. Verse 3 to 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6. Please let's go back to 1 Timothy chapter 6. Yeah. If anyone teaches a different doctrine and does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ and with the doctrine and teaching which is in agreement with the godliness, personal integrity, and upright behavior. So this is a definition we are getting. Godliness means a personal integrity and upright behavior. Hallelujah. So this is another definition of godly life or godliness. It means personal integrity. Having only one character, integrity, comes from the word integer. One, a whole number. Hallelujah. So if you are talking about godly life, we are talking of only one life. You don't have one life for the church, one life for the office, one life when you are with your friend. Integrity or personal integrity, it means you have only one life. When I see you in the market, you are the same Frank. When I go to your office, you are the same Frank. When I come to your home, you are the same Frank. You don't be Frank outside, Frank different days. It's a personal integrity and upright behavior. Hallelujah. Let's go on. If that person doesn't do that, he's conceited and willfully ignorant, understanding nothing. He's a morbid interest in controversial questions. We come to this dispute about words we produce envy, quarrels, verbal abuse, evil suspicions. And perpetual friction between men who are corrupted in their mind, deprived of the truth, who think that godliness is a source of profit, a lucrative money-making business withdrawn from them. Hallelujah. In other words, some people were misbehaving in the church Thinking that when we are talking about godliness, it's a means of darigaring people. You understand the word dariga? To dariga somebody, to swindle somebody. Hallelujah. Now, let's go on. Let's look at what it says. Verse 6. But godliness actually is a source of great gain when accompanied by contentment. Hallelujah. King just said, Godliness and contentment is a great gain before God. That contentment which comes from a sense of inner confidence based on the sufficiency of God. Which means that when we are living a godly life, we trust and believe in God that irrespective of the situation, God is sufficient and you provide for us. Praise the Lord. A sense of inner confidence based on the sufficiency of God. I am content. 
My God will provide all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So this morning, having looked at the prelude, I briefly just want to touch. He said, Godliness with contentment is a great game before God. I want us to look at the word great game or the benefits of godliness. Benefits of godliness. Hallelujah. Benefits of godliness. Praise the Lord somebody. There's a benefit associated with godliness. The first one is Psalm 34 verse 7. Psalm 34 verse 7. Psalm 34 verse 7. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him with all inspired reverence and worship him with obedience and he rescues each one, each one of them. Hallelujah. So if we live a godly life, we are creating the atmosphere for to live in the company of angels based on the scripture. Hallelujah. So when we go to the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12 from verse, verse, 12, verse 22, let's go there. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 22, I will add it to this one, then we move on. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God and the heavenly Jerusalem and to the myriads of angels in festive gathering. Praise the Lord. So if godliness is a heavenly character, if you maintain the heavenly character, then you attract the attention of heaven. If that character is acceptable before God, then we are living in a company of angels. Say, I don't walk alone. I am in a company of angels. I am not alone. God is with me. I am walking in a company of angels. Hallelujah. So, the, one of the critical benefits of godliness is the father. When you live a godly life, you walk in the company of angels. And when you are walking in the company of angels, you will see the glory of God. In fact, as a matter of fact, when we go to Romans chapter 8 verse 30, please just read it for me. Romans 8 30. And those whom he predestined, he also called. <laughs> Hallelujah. And those whom he called, he also justified, declared free from guilt of sin. And those whom he justified, he has also glorified, raising them to a heavenly dignity. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say, I carry the glory of God. I will manifest the glory of God. See, as a matter of fact, Friday when senior apostle was speaking to us from the book of Isaiah, this scripture came back into my mind. And I said, I have been glorified. I carry the glory of God. If I carry the glory of God as a child of God, walking in holiness, you also carry the glory of God. And just as nothing can penetrate to the glory of God, no evil can penetrate and come against you in the name of the Lord Jesus. You carry the glory of God. 
So when you live in godliness, you are walking in a company of angels of God. You, the glory of God surrounds you, and you also manifest the glory of God. Hallelujah. He said, you have been glorified. You raised to a heavenly dignity. The dignity that is recognized in heaven, that's a level for which God has raised you. Don't belittle yourself. The position God has given you with regard to godliness, when you live a godly life, is to the heavenly dignity. The dignity that is accorded people in heaven, the same courtesies will be accorded to you as a child of God. That's one of the benefits. So, you see, certain times people come and ask you, <laughs> all this holy, holy thing you are doing, how far has it taken you? Is it a normal question? No, come home. Please, let's come home. Particularly in the office. Certain issues crop up. You say, as for this one, I will not take partake in it. I will not do it. They say, ah, mommy will suffer. Papa will suffer. All these things you have been doing, how far has it taken to you? Have you ever experienced that? Mm -hmm. We are here today. God will give us the answer. Amen. Hallelujah. See, if I have been exalted to heavenly dignity, I cannot lower the standard. I carry a higher standard. So I will not lower the standard because I carry heavenly dignity. Heaven is looking upon me to continue maintaining the dignity. And I cannot reduce my higher standard to a lower standard. I must maintain my godly life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So the first benefit is to live in the company of the angels of God and be surrounded and enveloped with the glory of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Before I proceed, certain time you ask a question. I have been living this godly life, but challenges are coming. But I want to tell you something. That look, the fact that you are living a godly life doesn't mean challenges will not come. Let's address the issue. Are we okay here? Mm -hmm. But when the challenges come, because you carry heavenly dignity, heaven will respond to you and take you out of the challenge. <laughs> the fact that you are living a godly life doesn't mean challenges will not come. Challenges will come. They will come. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Psalm 34 verse 19. Psalm 34 verse 19. <laughs> it says, many hardships and perplexity circumstances <laughs> confront the righteous but the Lord rescued him from them all. Hallelujah. Many hardships and perplexity circumstances. They confront the righteous person. But the Lord rescued him from them all. It means that when you are living a godly life, challenges may come, but God is there to insulate you and to take you away from them. So nobody can tell you it's because of you refuse not to 
go to and bow to the pressure. That is why, yeah, it may come, but God is there to deliver you. Praise the Lord. Another benefit from godly life is the fact that godly life seeks to protect or preserve your destiny. <laughs> it seeks to protect and to preserve your destiny. If you have been raised to the heavenly dignity, definitely when you continue to maintain it, the destiny what has what God has said concerning you shall surely come to pass. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, when we go to Genesis 39 from verse 6. Genesis 39 from verse 6. We want to look at the story of our brother Joseph. How many of us want to be lifted to the level where Joseph was lifted? He became a promise in a foreign land. Hallelujah. It pays to live a godly life. Particularly in this day and season. <laughs> Hallelujah. When people are playing tricks and all the darigas are going on. All the swindlers are going on. It pays to live a godly life. Praise the Lord. Genesis 39. So Potiphar ordered he owned in Joseph's church. And with Joseph there, he did not need to pay attention to anything except the food he ate. Now Joseph was a handsome and attractive in form and appearance. Say, that's Joseph. Say, that is me. Take it back. Take it back. Don't rush for me. Now Joseph was handsome. <laughs> you are beautiful. Hallelujah. And attractive in a form. In appearance. So when you see Joseph, he has his parts, brooches, fair, thick and tall. A man who can do the job. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That is your story. Somebody look at you and say, Sister, you look beautiful. You had a father's statistics. And what is it that you cannot allow me to have my way? And whatever you are looking for, I'll give it to you. Mm. The problem of Joseph is with that today. Hallelujah. You are a good brother. You are on the top of the Queen's English. You can rattle. When you walk, the ladies are days. They go into coma before they recover. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That is Joseph for you now. Now Joseph was handsome and attractive in form and appearance. Let's go on. <laughs> Beautiful description. Then at that time, his master's wife looked at Joseph with a desire and she said, lie with me. <laughs> Let's go. But he refused and said to his master's wife, look, with me in the house, my master does not concern himself with anything. He has put everything that he owns in my charge. <laughs> Integrity. Heavenly dignity, righteousness, holiness. You are confronted. <laughs> he is not greater in this house than I am. Nor has he kept anything from me except you because you are his wife. How could I do this great evil and sin against God and your husband? 
So if you don't live a godly life, we sin against God and the people we are committing the sin against. Hallelujah. Scholarship has come. There's no money in the system. <laughs> hey, sugar mommy has come. I will line your pocket. Don't worry. <laughs> Just do the right thing at the right time. When I need you, show yourself. And a parent's fee will be there. 200K. Hallelujah. <laughs> I will say anything, no. Praise the Lord. The moment I call, just cause appearance to be made for you, and you are cool. Praise the Lord. A scholarship has come in this economy. Will you agree or will you not agree? That's a question. <laughs> hey, are you there? <laughs> let's no, let's no. This is what we are. You see, the scripture is real. Senior said the other time. Is the only book which has never been updated. Always current. What happened in the days of Joseph? They are still happening in our days. Hallelujah. And Joseph made a statement. <laughs> How can I sin against God and against, look, my master, even your husband? I will not do it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> it's a great evil. Great evil and sin <laughs> against God and your husband. Praise the Lord. Mm. There may be probably you can tell me that, look for me, me I'm, I don't have a husband. So maybe free, I'm, I'm free to play around small before any man comes around me. People of God, let's be very careful there. <laughs> At the time, Joseph was not married. He preserved himself. Praise the Lord. See, few years ago, something happened. There was this sister in the fellowship praying, looking for a husband. Prayer, I mean, going on, praying, praying, praying. This brother came from Germany. And they started meeting together. The brother wanted to marry the sister. The sister said, hey, I've got a catch. My days of living alone has come to an end. He took the prayer topic to the brother, the brother's prayer. I said, sister, hold on. Don't go there. Take it easy. <laughs> Don't jump into bed with that man. The sister said, ah, what are you people are you talking about? You don't feel the way I feel. You don't understand what I'm understanding. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And one day, one thing led to the other. And the sister enjoyed the fruit delivered by the brother. Mm -hmm. It's a coded language. You understand very well. True or false. Uh -huh. So in that particular institution or church, before you get married, there's a requirement that you should go and do some tests, including HIV tests. They went to do the test. And the result came. HIV positive, Sister B. Brother A, 
HIV positive. Praise the Lord. You have waited for the Lord for a very long time. Why won't you just go through the normal process, then get everything done rightly? Asleep. Asleep. You are saying your death warrant. Asleep. So God in seeks to protect our very destiny, our very life. If you go and do anything, see, the best or the way that can happen for a senior apostle to be called or bishop to be called. If they are not available, probably they will come to me. But before you come to me, you have to go to senior apostle. You go to maybe senior bishop, pastor Lai, pastor Tony, pastor Lake. Before you come to me, the line is very long. Hallelujah. Yes. You see, there are certain things when they happen to you, you see, it puts you in a disadvantaged position. You are contacted HIV. Yeah, God can heal. I have no problem about that. God can heal. But maybe for the fact that they announce you, you yourself, you get to know that you have it. How are you going to feel about it to begin with? Hallelujah. So, Joseph maintained his integrity. Let's go on. <laughs> Let's go. Then it happened one day. And so it was that she spoke to Joseph persistent day and day, but he did not listen to her plead, her plead to lie beside her or be with her. Hallelujah. Say, that is me. I will not lower the standard. I will maintain the heavenly dignity. For so I go, in the mighty name of Jesus, Spirit of God, help me in this journey that I will not compromise the heavenly dignity for anything here on earth by the power of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Then it happened one day that Joseph went into the house to attend to his duties. And none of the men of the household was there in the house. The way that brings itself. Hallelujah. The opportunity has come. Mm-hmm. Today be today. Let's roll on. She called Joseph by his outer robe, saying, lie with me. But he left his robe in her hand and ran and got outside the house. Say, run for your life. <laughs> run for your destiny. Run for your life by living a godly life. Run for your life. Run for your destiny by living a godly life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So he ran, he left his garment behind. <laughs> Let's go on. When she saw that he had left his robe in her hand and he had run outside, let's go. She called to the men of the household, her household, and said to them, Look at this. Your master has brought a Hebrew into the household to mock and insult us. He came to lie with me, and I screamed. Mm -hmm. Let's go on. I'll come back. Now, when he heard me screaming, he left his road with me and ran outside the house. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's go on. I hope you are following the scripture so far. Mm -hmm. So, she left Joseph's outer rope beside her until his master came home. Evidence is the name of the game. 
Then she told her husband the same story, saying, The Hebrew servant whom you brought among us came to me to mock me and insult me. In fact, the man came to rape me. A rapist. He was labeled as a rapist. Praise the Lord. Now, in fact, indeed, if the woman was interested in Joseph, the evidence she gathered, she wouldn't have gathered the evidence. Come along with me. Now, let's just do some legal analysis here. Few one. You are not going deep. If you desire the man to sleep with you, and the man ran away, do you re report the man to your husband? Oh, are you here? That's what you wanted. The man wanted the food. The man said, I'm not going to give you the food. You would have said, okay. He said, he's not giving the food, so take his food away and go. Let's maintain the status quo. And let's remain quietly. There are things you don't say. Mm. Are we okay? Now, let's look at what she did. Critical analysis suggests to me that there was something in Joseph that she decided to have. Now, because she couldn't get access to that thing, she decided to destroy Joseph through another means. If Joseph had slept with a woman, that would have been the end of the destiny the man was carrying. People, are we here? See, there are certain actions or mistakes you take without godliness that runs into trouble and destroy your very destiny you are carrying. The good things, the prophecies that you are carrying, they are wiped away by the very conduct. You conduct yourself one way or the other. Joseph maintained his integrity, heavenly dignity. Although he was accused, at the end of the day, people of God, in, I mean, godliness, godly life has a voice. He was accused wrongly. Because I believe she can foresee that this is a great guy who is going somewhere. And the only way we want to cripple the guy is for me to lie down with this guy and he will, that will be the end of the guy. But because she couldn't do that, she said that's another means. But people of God, from the scripture we have read, Psalm 34 verse 19, there are many other places of the righteous, but God deliver him from them all. People of God, no matter the situation, refuse to compromise. God will come through for you. The same God who came through for Joseph is a God on the throne today. When he came for Joseph, for Joseph, he also come through for you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't compromise. Godliness with contentment is a great gain before God. Don't compromise your level. Because what they're interested in is to attack and to destroy your destiny. Don't hand over your destiny cheaply into the hands by compromising your godly life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. People of God, certain times, <laughs> you, you, you feel like giving up. Don't give up, child of God. You have come this far. Maintain your integrity. Hallelujah. Maintain your integrity. Certain times, it's like the people have deserted you. Nobody seems to be bothered about you. Please maintain your integrity. Maintain your court in life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
Hallelujah. No people of God. Godly life is a heavenly life on earth. That when the person lives a life, heaven and earth must give credence and must give attention to that person. And let me say it again. Godly life has a voice. It is a heavenly life on earth that speaks and heaven and earth must give attention and respond appropriately to that life. Hallelujah. So, at the end of the day, they accused Joseph of all manner of things. But what God said concerning him, his destiny was not truncated. His destiny was not cut short. He fulfilled his destiny. Hallelujah. So, if you desire to fulfill your destiny, as Papa said a week ago, we must think scripturally. We must think, we must act scripturally. And we must speak scripturally. Amen. Praise the Lord. The father also says something. Hallelujah. The father also had a similar encounter. Praise the Lord. Let's go to Genesis 30. The father also has a similar encounter. Genesis 30. From verse 27. Genesis 30 from verse 27. So this is a story between Laban and Jacob. But Laban said to him, if I found favor in your eyes, stay with me here, for I have learned from omens in, in divination and by experience that the Lord has blessed me because of you. Hallelujah. That's the story of a treasure right here seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's roll quickly. Let's roll quickly. He said, name your wages and I will give it to you. Let's move on. Jacob answered him, you know I have served you and you... And how you are possessing your cattle and sheep, goats have fared with me. Praise the Lord. For you are little before I came, it has increased and multiplied abundantly. And the Lord has favored you with blessings wherever I turn. But now, when shall I provide for my own household? Hallelujah. Let's go on quickly, quickly. Laban asked, what shall I give you? Jacob replied, you shall not give me anything. But if you would do this one thing for me, which I now propose, I will again pasture and keep your flock. Say negotiation. Let me pass through your entire flock today, removing from it every speckled and spotted sheep and every dark or black one among them. Let's go on, let's go on quickly. Oh, you have jumped too early. Just go to 31. Who we'll come here? Thirty-two. Let me pass through your entire flood today, removing from it every speckled and spotted sheep and every dark or black one among. Let's go. On. 
the lambs and the spotted and the peckle among the goats, and those shall be my wages. Praise the Lord. Maintaining your integrity. Laban was not in the field with Jacob. Jacob was the one in charge of the business. The business was handed over to Jacob by Laban. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. A godly life. Maintaining your integrity. Maintaining the heavenly dignity that has been conferred upon you. The man who owns a business may not be available. He may not see you. In this current situation, where people are playing all kinds of games and tricks, a child of God, let's maintain our integrity. For the time will come, our integrity will speak for us. Hallelujah. Let's go to 33. He made a statement. So my honesty will be evident for me later. The way honesty also means what? Integrity. When you come for an accounting concerning my wages, everyone that is not speckled and spotted among the ghosts and the dark among the young lamb, if found with me, shall be considered stolen. <laughs> Let's say the parameters. Let's say the wages. Yes. So let's agree today. I carry the blessings of God. And you have feel when I came in. God has used me to be a blessing to you. But you have changed my way. In fact, you reduced it several times. But now, if you want me to stay with you, let's strike a deal. And they entered into the covenant. An agreement, sorry. Then, then they decided on the wages that those animals... That will be spotted, speckled, and what have you. Then, those will be my wages. But before we start, remove those ones out. So that it will not be that I'm just playing some dariga inside. Because the possibility will be there that when the spotted ones are among the flock, he will be manipulating them. That is why I say, carry them far away. And the Bible says, the children of Laban took them away three days journey from where Jacob was teaching. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. People of God, when you live in integrity, God has a way of rewarding you. Mm. This one, this, I mean, the army will go down. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. When you live in integrity, God has a way of rewarding you. Praise the Lord. The man closed all the channel. He didn't know that the same blessing that was upon the life of Jacob, that was alone that producing the result. He closed all the channel. All the channel, they agreed it was sealed. But God still came through and, 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 and made Jacob prosper. The same God who prospered Jacob, the same God we are serving today. For the Bible says the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he is our God today through Christ Jesus. If he did it for Jacob, he's here to do it for us. If we can maintain our integrity and a godly life before him. Hallelujah. So it's very important. It's a when it comes to accounting. Verse 33. When it comes to accounting, a day of accountability will come. Praise the Lord. You see, when people are doing things, one thing they forget, that audit can be carried out. <laughs> When people are doing things, they forget audit can be carried out. The day auditors appear in the house, the trouble comes. The more auditors show up, the trouble comes. Hallelujah. So people have got, when we are acting, let's know that a day will come for accounting. A day of accounting will come. 
whatever we are doing, let's know a day of accounting will come. All there are accountants in this church, and all of us are accountants because we can count the money, deduct the money. You are an accountant. So a day of accounting will come. Hallelujah. And when the day of accounting comes, your honesty will speak for you. Honesty has a voice. Godliness has a voice. <laughs> a day comes when everybody seems to be parted from you, between you and God. It's then that your godliness begins to speak for you. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 38. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Honesty has a voice. Godliness has a voice. Godliness will speak for you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Certain times, <laughs> you become so pressed and you become so discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Hallelujah. A day comes when money has failed. Money will fail and will continue to fail. But there's a bargaining chip on the table. That is the way you relate with God. What you have done before God. How you live for God. A day comes that it comes to question. That you present this as a bargaining chip on the table. And say, God, I have done ABCD in your, in your house. I have lived in integrity with you. The day has come. Let your mercy, let your grace, let your heaven respond to the need of my life. Hallelujah. In those days, Hezekiah, the king of Judah, became sick and was at the point of death. <laughs> and Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amos, came to him and said, for the, for the Lord says this, set your house in order and prepare you a will, for you die, you will not live. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let me correct this assertion. Preparing a will is not the preparation to die. Are we okay? Preparing a will is not that you are preparing to die, so you are preparing a will. No. Please. Will can, wills can be amended. Codices added. You can change it at any given point in time. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So you can prepare your will now. That doesn't mean that you are ready to die. Are we okay? Are we okay? Hallelujah. Yes, let's go on. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Let's look at the prayer he prayed. He said, please, oh Lord, <laughs> just remember how I have walked before you in faithfulness, in truth, and with the whole heart. The bargaining chip on the table. The bargaining chip on the table. Mm-hmm. 
Hallelujah. A day comes when you come face to face with God. <laughs> you must have something on the table. Praise the Lord, somebody. Hallelujah. Now you say, I look up to the mountain. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Jehovah, the maker of the heavens and the earth. He doesn't sleep or slumber. Hallelujah. The prophet was asked to go back to tell his servant of God. I have changed my mind. There are things on the table that change the situation immediately. One of them is godliness, godly life. Praise God. The man said, I have walked in integrity, in faithfulness and truth before you all these years. Yes, it's true that you have the, you, you, you have the right, you have the discretion to ask me to go. But under the circumstance, look at my CV. What is on your CV before God? What do you carry on your CV before God? A day will come that the need, the things contain your CV. That's the way you have lived before God come into question. <laughs> what is on your CV? Your CV has a voice. Your CV speaks about you. <laughs> People of God, senior apostle may not be there. Senior bishop may not know you very well. But God knows you very well. That is a CV you carry. When critical times come, that's a CV that will speak for you. When we get the information, we'll pray for you. But the CV before God speaks better. Before we also add our voice to it. So your CV, one of the critical components of your CV is to maintain the heavenly dignity. That is godly life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In Daniel chapter 6, let me finish with this one. From verse 4, the Bible said there was a day that when the king decided to promote Daniel. The king decided to promote Daniel. But his colleagues are contemporary with Daniel. They were thinking otherwise. They thought otherwise. They said this position should not be given to Daniel. And they sat around to find a fault with him. The Bible said they couldn't get any fault with the man. And they said that concluded that we will not find any fault with the man, but except he had to do the law of his Lord. And they went to the king and they told the king, now make a law that within a certain number of days, nobody should talk to anybody. But to you alone, they will ask and put their request to. And uh, the king Make the decree. When the king made the decree, as a normal practice of brother Daniel, he went on praying to God three times a day, as a custom was. And I asked somebody today, there's a prayer meeting going on daily in this house. If you are not part, please join and let's continue to lead that prayer before God. Hallelujah. Let it be our custom to dine and to commune with God anytime there's an opportunity. Hallelujah. And the Bible said, Daniel continued to pray before God. Hallelujah. And the issue was reported to the king and the king called Daniel and said, is it true? He said, when the law has been made, anybody who prays to any other God apart from me deserves the death penalty by throwing into the dance of lions because you are default. 
You have gone contrary to the rule. Therefore, you are going to be punished to the, the, the dance of Daniel. But the Lord God which you serve daily, may he be with you. People of God, a day comes in a man's life when every other thing fails. Accept your integrity on the table. A day comes in a man's life. Every other thing fails. Accept your godly begin to speak for you. When he went before the time that the lion turned, the Bible said the lion couldn't show him. The king came the following day and asked and called Daniel. Daniel, the servant of the living God. How are you doing? Daniel responded from the lion den and said, hey, king, king, live forever. The lion couldn't chew me because I am innocent before you and before God. People of God, your righteousness be for you in the most difficult situation. And I pray for somebody today you are believing before God. Let the righteousness of God, let the goodness of God go ahead of you in that school, in that institution, in that constitution. Let the goodness that you live for God Speak for sure. Any man, any woman who has released any time, any liar to devour you, let the situation be turned around in your favor. I close the mouth. If every liar concerning you, for the righteousness of God is speaking for you, we say Jehovah, who is called Jehovah Chikeno, Jehovah Makades, he's our God. Let the law go before you because I have a dignity. He carry a heavenly dignity. The heavenly dignity. No creation can stand the heavenly dignity. That is godliness. Hallelujah. Because you carry the heavenly dignity, no evil shall befall you. They may plan it. They may turn it for evil. Because of a heavenly dignity you carry. That is godly lie. They, may, they will not prevail against you. They may set the trap for you, but they will go into it. And, and I pray today for somebody that those who pushed Daniel into the lion's turn, they were pushed back into the lion's turn. They couldn't survive. I therefore pray for a treasurer today that whosoever gathered against you to push into any situation, let the table be turned over against them in your favor by the power of the Holy Ghost. And I pray for somebody in accordance with the Esther chapter 9, in accordance with the chapter 13, that the day the enemies of the Jews, they thought they could overpower them, the opposite of care, people of God, because of righteousness, because of your holiness, because of heavenly dignity, let the table turn against every hammer in your life, let every hammer be hung on their own color, let the table be turned over in your favor by the power of the Holy Ghost, your holiness shall not be in vain, your righteousness shall not be in vain, your godly character shall not be in vain by the power of the Holy Ghost. In Psalm 37 verse 25, David said, I was young, but now I am old. I haven't seen the righteous forsaken or I see pay for prayer. Irrespective of the situation, God will not forsake you or leave you. You will not pay for prayer because you are living a godly life. You will not pay for prayer. You will not be forsaken. God is our provider. He will provide for you. His name is Jehovah Jireh. He will provide for you. Irrespective of the situation, don't compromise. Maintain your integrity. Maintain your godliness. Maintain the heavenly dignity. It will surely speak for you. Hallelujah. God bless you. God keep you. God sustain you by the power of the Holy Ghost. Glory be to God. Hallelujah.